Freedom 35555. Five, five. Dude, start the podcast. Wow. to another Freedom 35 or Sit Down. This is a series where we get to learn more about artists and creators in the scene of T-Space. My name is Tommy. I go by T-O-M-M-Y. My name is TJ. I go by Lazy T. And I am the other Tom. I go by Lavish Bear. And today we're joined by the CEO of Metadams. Welcome onto the stream, Ben. How are you doing? Hi, fine. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we're excited. We haven't done one of these in a long time, the, uh, the pre-recorded sit-downs. So it's an honor to, to host you on here. Uh, and get to learn a little bit more. I feel like we've been slacking in our metaverse game uh, as far as CNFTs go in the last few months. Um, so we're excited to learn a little bit about what you guys have been building because it seems like there's been a lot going on since uh, you guys have minted earlier in the year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, the 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 road has been uh, quite a uh, and the journey cr quite crazy. Uh, and uh, yeah, but yeah. So for you guys, I remember Metadams. Um, I remember the the Beavis. Is it be? How do you guys pronounce that? Uh, we we always had like a, a weird like Beavis. New, Beavis. We had like a New York accent. Like we we so we pronounce it uh, Beavis, but like Beavis. Uh, okay. Most <laughs> most of the team is French, and so no one was like, "Hey guys, it's so hard to pronounce." Uh, so we're like, no, yeah, Beavis is okay, etc. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're Beavis. over here just okay. on live stream, Beavis. Um, but yeah, yeah no one knows how to pronounce it i love it so, though you can do it both ways and it works so yeah um but yes yeah, so i remember those minting uh back in 2021 and then they got like a, a 3d like upgrade um yeah. down to the prime uh prime bbs and then yeah. after that you guys did the metadams uh, land sale which to us i think we were talking about it was back in march of uh, this year and one of the most unique mint st uh, styles inside the cnft space to date i think and we were just uh saying it was more of the uh pick your spot on the uh, on the map and then hope you get the transaction off in time and somebody doesn't claim it before you. Um, like, damn, that one's gone. No, that one's gone too. No, go yep. back. <laughs> I, I had the experience myself of just like seeing the map slowly disappear out of yeah. my sight because yeah. I missed the first one. Um, but eventually we ended up getting one. Um, can you guys explain a little bit about what, why you guys wanted to do something like that and how to execute that? Yeah, so, um, so basically um, uh, the, the leading... Um, Blockchain engineer in Metadams, he, he uh, is a Pierre André, it's a really French name, <laughs> Pierre André, <Yeah. laughs> uh, and uh, he's literally like the the genius within the team. Um, he he's been programming. Uh, I actually know Pierre André. He's one of my best friends since we're literally three years old. Awesome. Uh, he I went to do business schools and a bit of finance, and he he went full on math. And uh, the guy is crazy about cryptography and mathematics. And also he's been programming since we're since we are yeah we we i think we were like 10 and he started programming because his father also was super involved in the the tech industry in france etc and the uh, and he's he's been so good at programming since we were a child i mean i remember back in the days he was um, hacking the school website for the grades uh and just putting you know grades that didn't make any sense and letting words everywhere and, and just fucking the, the whole system up and he actually <laughs> 
he literally uh, he he was caught because someone gave him away. But uh, he he actually went to the to the principal, like the director of the school, and say, "Okay, guys, I just showed you that you have a major flaw into your security system. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> if you if you don't punish me, I'll just patch it up and and maybe teach uh, one of your IT guys." And so he was literally he was literally twelve years old, literally twelve wow. years old. So why I'm saying wow. that is because Pierre Smart, that is insane is an insane guy, and um and that's also the reason why we went to Cardano is is for Ashkel and for uh, the way it's programmed. Okay. Uh, and currently is having loads of fun uh, on Cardano. And so we actually came up with this system for the minting in March because we were like, uh, hey, it's uh, it's so weird that everyone is doing everything randomly whenever there is a mint system. Uh, if you have a map in the video game and you have some resources, et cetera, so you have some strategic spots, uh, it's obvious that you you would want to have some fun gamification in the minting. I mean, we, we thought that it was fun and, and that it was uh, also a way of, just you know, trying to improve uh, the how the minting systems are and and do something different. Uh, that was actually really the the first thought into it, and uh, it's actually through uh, multisig uh, that uh, it it has been done. So uh, he's the one uh, really better at, at all this explanation. That but uh, it through the the handshake system and whatever. But the challenge was uh, multiple because if you do a system like that, uh, obviously the risk of minting twice the NFT. Right. Uh, is is super important because mm -hmm. actually uh, people will pick the the same spot, you know, and just yep. spam, 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 spam. So you have a, a risk on this aspect. Uh, you have um, also um, obviously like because you could actually do bundles. I don't know if you remember, but you could yes. actually take several spots, mm -hmm. put yep. it in a card, etc. So it was a huge challenge, but like he he had so much fun programming it, and well, we were the first ones also to do it. So we're like, hey. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's cool. Let's do it, and and that's that's the only reason why we did it is because uh, we thought it was fun, and uh, for Pierre Andre, it was a lot of fun to to do this challenge, you know, in terms of programming. Oh yeah, well, I think uh, for us, I definitely was the one spamming the chat thing for you, uh, adding to my cart, trying to get a little greedy and missing that's out cool. on a lot of different stuff. Um, it cool. sounds yeah. like he likes well, the Tommy, uh, Black it took Friday you style. A second to kind of understand it, right? Like, yes. At first, you didn't like quite get that they were like live transactions so you were kind of waiting around or something weren't you well, no i clicked on it and i was like what does it do now and i'm like oh i need to add this to like an actual cart and then uh, i started selecting the one and then i was like i think i'm slow so you know of course you're and put it rushing and the map the was disappearing and, the colors yeah. were i remember the colors were like oh. like a blackout and like on a huge city oh well yes absolutely this map right here was what i was uh looking at and then slowly it started to get darker and darker and darker everything started to disappear over here yeah. um and yeah, so it was very interesting to like see this and then slowly lose my hope uh, of getting where I wanted to go. Um, but it was really cool, though, at the same time. It's definitely an interesting experience. And it was really cool to see like just something different being tried at that time. Uh, back Yeah, then. it's and also like we uh, everything that we do is in house, like we rely on everything that we're doing in house. And um, and we, we, we could have done like a regular random minting system we could have also chosen to to go through different services but uh uh to be honest to pierre-andre uh, <laughs> looked at several uh stuff that were done also and he was like it's not it's not safe enough guys or i don't like that or don't like that so i prefer doing everything myself yeah um, and and we saw some issues that some guy had on different mintings etc so but we're Perfect. super lucky to have him like it's, it's uh he's a real uh gem in the team Oh, absolutely. Well, it's it's awesome to see, like you said, this map right here is I've also got so many questions about this, but I think we can we yeah. can get back into that um, at the beginning. So what I wanted to kind of we jumped that question early on, but 
what exactly is MetaDams? Because I know you guys have yeah. gone through a little bit of a, a, a rework on some stuff or a change potentially with partners and all this stuff. So yeah, what exactly is MetaDams for the viewers out there who may not know? Yeah, so actually, uh, like you mentioned, so MetaDams is a project that is more than a year, uh, more than a year uh, long. Uh, basically, we started out on Cardano uh, back in end of September. I mean, we started working uh, in August, but we I think our first mint for the pixie little beavers were on um uh beginning of october of 2021 mm -hmm. uh we started a small community we we launched like 1000 um units of pixelized uh, uh bvs that were quite cool quite fun uh it was a sold out we were super happy with it we had a, a small amount of money to create something out of it and you know, uh, build something maybe cooler, etc. That's that's how we actually hired and involved um, another three D designer that is Martin Chatelier, who worked on the second collection on the three D characters. Martin is a super talented guy uh, uh, that actually um, uh, is the lead designer uh, for for um, a car company, hypercar company that is called Vision Automobile, which is basically a hypercar for uh, Le Mans, and he does all the three D design, etc. So super talented guy. So we were like, okay, let's, you know, let's professionalize a bit, like the community, everything that we're doing. So let's hire better people, et cetera, with the money that we have. And okay, so we we done the, the three designs of the BBs and we were like, okay, this is super cool. Uh, it was also another sold out. Uh, so we're super, super happy with it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so uh, super fun. We have, uh, again, we we have the, some means to deploy and go further in our, in our mind. Um, and that's how we started. We already had the idea of a game, uh, obviously, because uh, I mean, myself, Pierre André, and Adrien, we we are uh, <laughs> we we played a lot of video games, uh, actually, like uh, from uh, <laughs> any kinds of. Uh, we spend nights and nights and nights of playing video games. So we're like, hey, this is so fun. We can create our universe and and co-create it with the community. So why 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 not go super, you know, um, full throttle on 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 the universe and go crazy. So we started thinking of, okay, how to build a game, how to do everything. Um, we we really liked the dimension of, so we are like um, a metaverse-like, but we, we don't like being called that way in the sense like, um, we like some dimensions of what a metaverse is expected to be. Like mm -hmm. if, for instance, the, the user-generated content, the social dimensions, you know, the events, the immersive experiences, we love that aspect. We feel that it was more uh, brought to the light with the, the buzzword of what a metaverse is supposed to be. So we really liked it. Um, and we're like, hey, we should mix that up with uh, with a cool gameplay, et cetera. So that's why we we, we launched MetaDams uh, and the land sale um, because we wanted both a universe where you had, like I mentioned, the social experiences, um, the the social aspect, the, the immersive experiences, sorry, uh, the user-generated content, but also like a fun gameplay and with regular dynamics that you might know from other games. And I'll come back to, to it after. So, so we launched a land sale that was uh, that was uh, successful in a way. So again, super happy. We we had enough money to hire more people, etc. So we started developing the game. We had already developed it, but I mean, we needed more means to continue developing it. Um, and what happened is that so that was back in March. We had already started working. Uh, I think it was back in December uh, on the game. And so we hired a bunch of people that um, advised us to hire other people. Uh, and the issue is that we, the team we hired, they oversold us their skills, literally, like the devs. They literally oversold what they could do, what they were able to do, etc. And so back in April, we had our first events. 
and we were quite disappointed in the the way it looked. The features were were okay, like uh, uh, you could share your screen, you could chat through audio, through text, mm -hmm. etc. But like the scalability was shit. Um, a lot of things were, were laggy. Uh, it was supposed to be on Unity, so normally Unity, why you would go on Unity is that you can run it on almost every computer. That was right. something that was super important for us, and it, and it wasn't the case. So we were, to be honest, we were. It was a super low time for us. Uh, we were uh, myself. I was literally like almost, uh, and uh, maybe I was completely in in a depression. Like really, I was so so disappointed, you know, because it's not only like you being uh you being like disappointed in yourself but it's like you have the also the weight of all the community that you feel that trusted you for uh the management of the company etc and you and you did it the wrong way or you hired the wrong people but that's actually a super common entrepreneurial mistake but when you do it like it's so it's it's horrible in a sense but at the time so we were also super involved we started being super involved in the web3 ecosystem in france also uh, we got closer to uh, the guys from Sandbox, Sébastien Borger, the guys from Ledger. I was actually at the Ledger open two days ago. It was super fun. Um, uh, Sébastien Bado from Ledger, um, Dogami uh, with uh, Bilal. I mean, a lot of great French projects that are either unicorns or, you know, super big companies. And we, we started actually doing a think tank with those guys. Um, and in this think tank, there was like 80 companies. Uh, we tried to, to get involved as much as possible in it. And in the think tank, we... There is tons of companies. So either metaverse-born companies, like I mentioned, uh, can add up to that. I don't know, Kinetics, Stage 11, I mean, great companies that, that are involved in the Web3 ecosystem, but also like other big industries that want to get an interest in the Web3 ecosystem. And that's how we met with Tap Nation, uh, which is a leading gaming studio in France. Um, and it's like the main competitor also of Voodoo Gaming, uh, which are hyper and casual gaming uh, games, uh, you see some figures here, like 750 million downloads, 40 yeah. million monthly users. So it's quite crazy. Um, and this is a, a huge company. And, and we talked to the to the founder of it that was like, hey, we're super intrigued in the Web3, but we don't know where to start. Um, and we started to talking without even thinking of any partnership or any, you know, yeah, any uh, not having them in the in the equity, because that's why they, they are now. They, they are uh, shareholders of the company. Uh, and, right. and they, they have stake in the company. And we actually did the perfect marriage where we're like, hey, we need to change our team so bad and we're running out of funds. And they were like, hey, we need to get involved into the Web3 but the right way with people that know what they're doing also because uh, they were talking with guys that are either that look like rock bulls, either that look like guys that weren't, you know, not professional enough, et cetera. So that, that's how we actually, that was back in June, we actually met signed everything or some things actually and started rebuilding completely the game with another vision that was on the gaming industry and not just only of the web3 industry uh, that's a super important part to it is that the first work that we have done is to to be like okay um what game are you building like what why is it fun where is the fun in what you're doing and we and we were like hey there is the play to stake there is a, it's on cardano etc they're like hey hey where how is it fun like how do i want to come daily back to it etc so that was the the whole process of redoing it started back in June and the legal aspect, legal papers took so long that it lasted up until September. And then in September, we were able to say, hey, okay, uh, we have signed this uh, new agreement, uh, shoulder agreement with them. So now we have a, an amazing product that is coming up. We couldn't tell it before, but now we can. And uh, right. yeah. 
That's awesome. Uh, That's just great. You guys persevered through that, you know, that situation of being, like you said, you're disappointed and a little depressed about how the original outcome, you know, came out. So you guys just, you know, kept your heads down, kept working, and you found the right people to partner up with. And it, you know, it seems like you guys have a great partnership now, which you guys have planned out. So I'm excited to see a little bit more of the gameplay and and what you guys have to offer, because I know you guys have mobile aid along, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, I'm I'm glad you guys were able to get past that tough time. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It was uh, was quite quite harsh, but we learned a lot as well. Like on a super personal side, like um, super stressed, depressed in every ways. And when it went better, now uh, whenever something shitty happened to us or whatever, we are we were such in a, a weak position at this time that now whenever we have troubles or whatever, we are super. You know, uh, we have a lot of distance to it, and like we we literally grew with this. Uh, Sure. Yeah. With this failure, yeah, growing yeah. pains of business. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's the big thing, man, is you can right. test, you can go through the trials, man. If you guys are battle tested, you guys made it out on the other side and you look at, look at it now, it's, it, you guys are in a way better spot. So, I mean, yeah, it visually too. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff that we're looking at on the website and all just the visual look of the Beavis, I call them Beavis, the Beavis, <laughs> um, what they, what they look like now compared to what it was um, back in that time frame. It, it, it definitely can tell the the upgrade is significant um, for what you guys have done in that short amount of time. So I know later we'll uh, we'll get a chance to have some game gameplay running uh, throughout yeah. the video down the line, um, especially some stuff that you guys are excited to share. But yeah. um, kind of have to ask. So from the vision, now that you guys have got a great partner on board, somebody who's um, definitely got the experience to go ahead and bring you guys to that next level. Um, where where does that kind of take the the project now? Uh, where I know we, we have uh, something that's coming up here um, at the beginning of the year in 2023 in January. Can you kind of go into where, where are you guys going next? Yeah. So uh, the idea is the following. So the, 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 the MetaNAM's, really MetaNAM's vision is to like on the white paper, like it was written is really onboarding Web2 people. Um, and uh, basically, so being being a game before anything, being a game before being a Web3 game, before using Cardinal in any senses, et cetera. So the vision is the following. It's like, we're releasing a lot of stuff um, uh, for the community, especially for the Web3 community, like showing how we've been improving, et cetera, because this is our core community. Um, what we're preparing is we call it phase one. Phase one is like acquisition, onboarding more people from the Web3 community, showing what a great game we're building, et cetera. Then on the end of December, uh, uh, the end of January, sorry, 2023, uh, we will uh, open uh, the game, uh, only the the circle zone, what we call the circle here, uh, which means that what you will have available are, for instance, the vehicles, uh, air vehicles, uh, water vehicles, terrestrial vehicles. Uh, you will be able to attend events. Uh, you will be able to explore also the city because we have tons of Easter eggs, tons of Easter eggs from the community, buildings from the communities, um, activities to do, quests also. Uh, okay. you, you can also, so you have a lot of NPCs that basically um, give you quests to do. Once you have done the quests, you earn some resources, you earn some MTDX, which is the end game token, uh, and you will be able to spend it to do a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of mini games because Tap Nation's expertise is also in the mini games aspect. Right. So we have uh, a lot of, we have basically those buildings, which are waiting rooms. You enter the waiting, the building, it's a waiting room. Um, and if you have like 30 seconds and as many people join, you, you can basically launch a mini game. We have what kind the, of, uh, what kind of mini yeah. games you guys plan to have? So we have already thought three are live now. That's that's one I know. I don't know if they want to go up on, until five mini games for the end of January. The three we want 
we have right now are um, the tile game from uh, Fall Guys. You know where you have okay. like yep, yep. You know where you you fall uh, floor from floor. Yes, right, right. Yes. The so, yeah, at the end of survive. Yep. Exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you have a a, a race uh, exactly like Fall from Guys. The same races like you have a lot of obstacles, etc. Oh yeah, the hop over and get around. I got you. Okay, cool. Exactly. And then you have another one. So those are the tria the three ones I've already tried. And also, um, I don't remember the name because I didn't know it. Uh, Takashi's Castle. Uh, okay. I don't know if that tells you something. You know, it's it's a castle with a lot, a lot of doors everywhere, and you have to. It's um, it's a maze basically, and you have to. It's a time, then you have to to get out basically, and so you have the the you have the uh, the choice of multiple doors, and and it's a maze, so you okay. just have to get out. So you those are the three. I've most extreme elimination challenge over here, TJ and Tommy. You guys. Oh, MXC. Yeah. That's that's, that's which one is it? I don't. That one I'm not familiar with. What is it? Most extreme elimination challenge. That's what it was called in the states. That was like the yeah. version they released over here. But that's what Takeshi, Takeshi's Castle was. Uh, that's like the okay. original version. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's what they would know it by. Um, yeah. MX. I remember here. that. Yeah. yeah that, that, sure. that. I mean, those were always fun to watch. So I can imagine playing it would be a different uh, aspect here too. I see on the the screen over here, you've got uh you got a game of soccer or football. Yeah. Uh, depending on where you're yeah. at in the world. I haven't tried it. Uh, tried this one yet uh because like basically like how how the work is separated is like we are doing a lot of the the work regarding the blockchain etc and they update us like weekly they push new builds uh push new stuff and like we we uh weekly we do we look at the progress etc because like there is a uh, 10 people working uh on the projects on the, right. the video game and there is a project manager which is remy uh that basically you know do everything related to just the game and then he, he just calls us and says like okay uh here we are here uh we're on this timing we're here uh regarding the blockchain where are you guys etc so that's how we work so there are a few stuff that i haven't tried yet uh, pierre andre and adrian maybe have uh but uh but i haven't tried the soccer one yet so so the circle then essentially is like the the hub the social hub yeah. of the world uh, of okay. your game so where this everybody is... kind of goes it reminds me of all video games whether it's an mmo or whatever it is but the kind of central location where you can run into yeah. other players and then queue up to play games and events and, and buy you know it's exactly. a little area which is it's, okay. exactly that's that's where everything is happening because like the, the first you know pain in a sense that we noticed was uh when we started uh thinking the game we were like okay guys we cannot be uh like uh the central land or some aspects in some aspects sandbox where you feel so alone all of the time uh mm -hmm. and you feel that i mean you don't know where to go you don't know where to start uh, it's so huge so vast so we were like okay you know what everything related to your lens etc it's a whole different aspect like it's something else and and you can go lens to lens i'll go after that it's what we call terra firma you can go lens to lens etc but like if you want to share some stuff you can do it on your lens but mainly like the parties everything the the immersive content everything is in a condensed uh, city and when you jump onto the city like we want to see literally that's why we have made so many vehicles and stuff like that. But I'll come back to the gameplay. Um, we want to see so many uh, people, you know, just like with their jetpacks, with their everything, just, you know, yeah. doing all kinds of crazy shit. And like people <laughs> joining in will be like, okay, whoa, so much is happening. Like what is going on? It hey, reminds me of like alive almost. It right? reminds me of like Iron Forge or Stormwind in, in World of Warcraft, right? You you mm -hmm. ride around those cities and those, those main hub areas where yeah. people have their different mounts and the vendors and you get to chat with the people around you, which is like you said, a place for more people to kind of meet up and talk and, and figure out what's going on. Exactly. That's why, like, uh, that's why I always mention, like, in France, we have a game that is uh, uh, that was super, super popular. Uh, that was called uh, Dofus, 
and it's like the equivalent in some ways. It's not the same in place. If a French guy hears me, he's going to to kill me. But in some ways, it looks like wow, uh, in a sense. Uh, <laughs> and like there was this place um, where people were literally just stayed all day long chatting in the in the hub, like you mentioned in, in World of Warcraft. Basically, like they were staying here chatting, just doing a lot of emotes, just chilling and just yeah chatting randomly and like it was so cool um like i've had so much pleasure um playing uh whatever like um uh call of duty uh, playing yeah. league of legends playing um what uh, minecraft spend a lot of time those three world of warcraft i've never played uh, csgo uh and you know just chatting and just doing random shit so we really yep. wanted to give people the tools to do random shits and and have the what we call the social interactions yeah, I think they are, you're seeing the chatting system on the screen as well. So you've got a general chat, a friends chat, and an audio chat. So if people want to connect with each other, they can go ahead and either talk to each other. I'm sure they'll have a, like I said, a text chat inside the main area. Yeah. So it'll keep it alive, yep. um, yeah. which is the main thing, right? You don't yeah. want to feel alone, what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. And to, and to be honest, like we really uh, copied in a lot of ways everything that we thought was cool in each of yeah. the games we had been building. And we and and that's also part of the journey that is so 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 cool is the the creative process of hey you know it reminds me of that game we used to play yeah we should put that and mix that with this etc like i'm not afraid to say that we copied so many so much games yeah. because like the objective was to do something fun and of obviously course. like the creative process also comes from copying the best to, to ever do it so yeah i think it's innovating right you innovate um the stuff that was you know no, don't fix something that's not broken if you guys like it and you can implement it into new stuff that's really what a lot of stuff um big games do at this point and they just innovate and improve so good to see that you guys are, are taking roots from stuff that you guys have uh played in the past and are bringing it here now into web3 um the next part of this that we talked about was uh you can pronounce it over the terra firma which yeah. is kind of like the outside portion of the game um outside that main circle where i guess people are going to be able to learn land and uh, i see that you can upgrade and eventually earn ada as well as the mtd token uh yeah. what, what what is this place about um so um so you know back in the day i don't know if you remember but we, we had created a system that is called play to stake mm -hmm. um, and play to stake is actually running a pool and redistributing the rewards of a pool according to your performances in game uh that's just the general idea is to say okay um let's say for instance uh, dj and i are tj and i are playing uh, TJ is way better than me, so he will be at 7% yield over a year, and I will be at 2% yield over a year. Uh, but this changes day by day uh, according to the performances. But let's say that you're the first on the leaderboard uh, for the 365 days of the year. You will have that 7% yield uh, of the pool, and I will have like 2 3 or I don't not doing the math uh, right now, but <laughs> but like I will have yeah. less than 5%, obviously, sure. to compensate on you having more. So that's a system that that it's a zero sum system, an earning system based on redistribution. So that is a healthy system. But the the issue with this system, in the sense, is that the game needs to be super fun so that you are okay to delegate to this pool rather than another one to right. to be like okay, it's part of the game, it's fun. I'm not losing money. I'm losing. Um, it's a cost of opportunity uh, because if I'm bad at the game, uh, so there is in this sense, you know, uh, um, this aspect to 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 have taken into account. Um, but then it's a super healthy system where at the end of the day, yes, you earn ADA, like, uh, and, and that doesn't change, like, uh, whatever happens into the game because it's a zero sum game, uh, with the pool running. It's, uh, 
it's a healthy so, thing. so on the end on the end goal is the ADA portion of that so if you guys if i'm hearing that right are we staking to the meta dams pool and then yeah. the depending on where you sit on the leaderboard throughout yeah. a season or whatever it may be you're getting a percentage uh is it back in ada or is it back in the no. mtd no no it's back in ada it's back okay. in ada so yeah i'll just explain like both gameplays so i'll just do like the the the, the player journey so i enter meta dance i enter the the circle city etc i do a bunch of interactions etc each interaction i do whatever i mentioned before you mm -hmm. gain xp okay you get xp and that xp makes you earn also levels and those right. levels and xp once you reach uh level two actually uh, we, I mean, it's not definitive, but once you reach level two, so once you have also done the first tutorial aspects, you will have the possibility to do what we call syncing, which is changing the metadata of your NFT and putting your levels inside your metadata. Uh, that's okay. the creation of Pierre André again. <laughs> and, and basically, it's the idea to say like each BV uh, will have uh, his, you know, levels, XP, etc. So that's that's the gameplay in the sense of the, the the circle. That's the main gameplay is do a bunch of interactions whenever you chat, whenever you complete. I think like in BV's gameplay on RPG on the on the left uh, column, you, you have examples um, yeah. of whatever can give you XP. And so that's that's the BV's gameplay. That's the on RPG. Yeah. And that's the BV's gameplay. That's basically like what you do in the circle. Then you have the terra firma, which is the rest of the map, which is your personal land, which is where <laughs> Uh, you want to basically upgrade, uh, collect resources, earn ADA through the play to stake, uh, which we, we haven't disclosed yet the, the, the definitive gameplay because we rearranged it. It will be a, basically it will be a, um, a section within your land, like a, a little house. You enter within your land, a little house, and you have a dashboard and that's how you do the play to stake. Then okay. you have the other section which is the, the main gameplay of the land. And the main gameplay is a farming gameplay. So basically, I have my land. There is nothing on it. Once I have leveled up in the in the circle area, I get to earn a bunch of resources. So whether it's uh, wood, water, sand, or uranium, with those resources, I will be able to, to buy collectors. Those collectors will be placed onto your my virgin land. And then I will start collecting resources. Um, there is a collector per resource. So if I have a sand collector, I'll collect sand. If I have a water collector, I'll collect water, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. The idea of the gameplay is that if you want to earn resources to spend it in game, to do a bunch of interactions, whether it's on your land or whether it's in the circle, you have to get, get it some, somehow. And to get it is through the, the, the farming system on your land. So okay. it's exactly like Clash of Clans, uh, Clash Royale, if you have ever played yep, those games. Absolutely. Yep. So you have those collectors, you get resources out of those collectors, and then you can upgrade your collectors for either changing the performances. And then if you have enough uh, resources, you will be able to upgrade your land because your land uh, will make you eligible for a small amount of MTD uh, that you can claim uh, within some, some period of times. Um, you, you earn passively MTD, but you have to do uh, daily interactions to uh, withdraw it, uh, basically. Okay. It's uh, I had a quick question about the RPG uh, leveling uh, system. I know you guys have 5,000 uh, BVs. Um, so is that going to be the player cap? Because I know there's a free version you can play with in exactly. meta dams. Um, now, is yeah. the free version going to be able to collect anything at all or just going to be able to run around and kind of do a couple free yeah, stuff? So, so that's a good question. So um, when you have a free, the free version will let you basically do a bunch of interactions, limited, obviously. You right. will be able to maybe um, uh, XP and earn one level or two, but you will be capped 
just to we, we just want to get a sense to the players like hey this is what you could do if you had a, a bv but uh obviously just to get a sense also like it's it's important that we have this free character for a lot of stuff for regulatory uh, re reasons but also uh because we on we want to onboard people um from uh from the web 2 space so you will be able to do a bunch of uh, events, immersive uh, stuff, etc. That's why also, uh, you know, like I mentioned, that we're part of, of this uh, think tank, Matter Circle. We have like 80 companies that want to create content, that want to host conferences, etc. We will be hosting some of them inside our game. And so, for instance, for those guys, let's say on the sea level of uh, uh, Alliance, that is part of the, or uh, Next City, or, uh, or I don't know, from uh, McKinsey, I'm a partner at McKinsey, I just have to send you a link and you can enter without having a wallet, without having anything. So the free version will let you go to those events uh, and have fun. But obviously, if you want to get into the gameplay, if you want to start earning XP levels, because we copied the season passes system of Fortnite. So uh, the more it. levels you pass on, you have it. different NFTs that are, you know, available to unlock, etc. So um, there, is there going to be another season of VVs? Because I know there's, like you said, there's only 5,000. So so you're keeping No, like... so for the VVs, not. Like we, we okay. for now, we're really sticking to 5,000 because if we do another release of VVs, of course. it will only be if there is like, 10,000 people that want to enter the game and right. like the supply and the floor prices is, is insanely high, you know, so because it doesn't make sense uh, if our goal is to onboard Web3 users, if it's if it costs like $10,000 to enter, yeah, obviously right. it won't. Uh, so that's the only way possible for us. It's the same for also the, uh, you know, for, for the lens, etc. Like at the end of the day, if you don't have, if we don't have the users, if there is not the, the hype expected, if, if there is not the, the traffic that we expected, uh, there is no reason for us to 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 mint more items. I mean, it, it will only hurt our community more than anything. Well, it's uh, a good way, too, to keep it capped like that because it helps stress test the servers to make sure everything is running smoothly. Yeah, exactly. Interactions are going well. So yeah. as you, you know, as it gets more and more proficient, you can expand on that, of course. As exactly. That's on. super true as well. Super true as well. It's a good way of us to assess, and we have already done it, to be honest, to assess, like, okay, what's the maximum players at once that we can have? We have that amount of wallets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. the, in, in, indeed, you, you, you're you completely right on this aspect. Um, so to, to dial it back to, for, so these these levels that you earn, if you don't own an NFT of, of the BBs, you are pretty much capped. You can get in the game, you can play, you can experience some things, see some events. Um, yeah. But if you want to level up even higher, uh, which we've just talked about, we're looking at kind of here, like a, a leveling system sort of similar to Fortnite. You're getting yeah. different abilities, different emotes, different things yeah. like that, that eventually only the NFT holders uh, are able, which are able to level up to those levels get. Yeah, exactly. But what we are doing for the Web2 onboarding people is that you can pay. Uh, we, we are actually working with uh, Winter. You see, J JPEG now has the ability to sell uh, on their platform through Winter. Uh, mm -hmm. We have contacted those guys, super, super cool guys, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, good interaction with them. And we are we will be able to, to do the same thing, pay uh, through... Uh, through um, our secondary marketplace that we're building inside right. our website with a card. Um, and basically what we'll be doing is that, let's say I'm a Web2 guy, I jump onto the game, uh, I'm say, hey, uh, there is a pop-up saying, hey, you want to get into the game? Uh, you could buy a, a BV if you would, if you want, et cetera. Here is how, et cetera. So we accompany the, the player. Um, and then after that, he basically, with Winter, um, he doesn't even understand that he has a wallet, a BV, whatever. It's, it's just uh, stuck with him. So it, it's super easy to, to onboard someone. It, it's really like if, if he pays a season pass, literally. And yeah. um, and then 
why is it important is because then let's say it goes up to level 15 we'll be like hey you know actually like the, the time you have spent leveling up etc it's worth something for other people because you have right. access and unlocked a lot of stuff you can withdraw nfts you could withdraw emotes etc um so that's the whole challenge for us um after the release of the game if we have some traction is really to onboard as many people as possible from the web to ecosystem but really show them why it, it's useful show them why like it's cool show them why it makes sense to to do it and so we have to be super gentle in this sense i just love that approach that projects are starting to do now too they're doing the, the game in a sense first approach they're not they're not pushing the nft they're like hey just you know play the game try it out and if you like it here's our mm -hmm. quote-unquote season pass the nft yeah. and then we'll walk you through on how to you know obtain that so i think that's yeah. such a great approach that you know you guys are doing for for this, for this but i think like it's now i think like the the, the also like the the um within the the last two years a lot of things have changed and now really regarding like the the supposed play to earn which is the worst word possible wording possible because it literally says like i am i'm obliged to 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 play but i just want to earn like so right. now it's just about like uh okay you're doing a game uh, I mean, if it's not fun at the end of the day, like it's 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 over the time where it was just oh my god, they're just launching a play tune game. It's going to be so sick, etc. Like no, no, <laughs> I mean nobody give a fuck, and 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 it's normal. Um, so on our side, like really in our mind, we are building a video game. Like that's how we market it. That's how we're going to basically uh, see uh, uh, eventually if it works, the investors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like it's we're building a fun game with retention with users daily. Um, and then uh, why we are using Cardano, why we are using NFTs, et cetera, is, 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 as, a, is as a way of leveraging the, the blockchain because it's, it's fun for the gamers and we can show them, we can show it to them rather than just shove it into their faces, you know, sure. uh, right. because like for, I, I was talking actually with the, with the people from Ubisoft uh, in France here and, and they, they had tried, you know, to implement uh, NFTs. I don't remember the name uh, of the the game they tried to implement it on. It was a, uh, it was a first person shooter game, I think. I don't know if you remember guys, uh, but- Your uh, Tom Clancy game? I know they do that one. Uh, no, it's it wasn't it wasn't Tom Clancy. Uh, it was another- Ubisoft. Oh, uh, that was Assassin's Creed, so. Yeah, I got some kind of Assassin's Creed. That's all I got in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it was a game I didn't it didn't know to be. Uh, uh, yeah, it's called Quartz. It's called Quartz. And basically, yeah. like, it was a huge... Uh, failure. 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 Yeah. And, like, their their own employee uh, had a, a, a Slack, uh, you know, with private chats uh, uh -huh. with all the um, complaints of, you know, saying, like, why have you done this? Uh, it's a scam. It's a rug, whatever, etc. Because they were too fast. They went too fast. They didn't, you know... Right. They shot it into their faces in a sense. That that's how you know the guy I had the interactions with were like, it was damn a, a buzzword that was jumping onto our gaming ecosystem. We're like, hey, we don't need that. Um, but actually, at the same time, when you when you watch at CS:GO, uh, Counter Strike, etc., like if you watch like I think it was two weeks ago that a skin uh, for I think it was for a knife. Oh, it sold ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Those guys they they have done the. They have shown the value of you know assets in game and the secondary market that it offers, but obviously it's super centralized uh, as of it, today. Well, like that's it, the power. Like I said, most people don't realize that, or to the uh, general gamer who doesn't understand anything about crypto or just doesn't want to hear about NFTs, that mm -hmm. does that that gives it a perfect real world example of like a, a famous like esports player who who was killing you know doing a 
amazing in these tournaments and using a certain gun or a certain skin or just has like certain stats. And then one day says, because of my accomplishments, I'm ready to move on from this. I'm going to give this to somebody who wants it. And then the, the fact that he can transfer that and the people, it holds a crazy value because of that um, is a really cool um way that this nft world can mix with the gaming portion of this so i think that i think we're just starting to explore it but um, i see here from you guys as well the instead of play to earn it'll be play to stake um uh, yeah so, so play to stake is just so play to stake is just a small feature to be honest like it's an extra in this sense like yeah okay it's, it's, just, it's just to we we're trying to build a healthy ecosystem earning right. ecosystem so it's part of it but like you see it's it's really like a it's yeah. really like a bonus it's not the main focus yeah Gotcha. Okay. So then eventually down the line here, um, you guys have also, obviously people love playing games on the computer. It's easy, but mobile is a huge market. And like I said, you guys have partnered with tap nation who has ridiculous amount of sales and experience inside of this. Um, do you guys plan to launch the mobile games in simultaneously with the web app, or is this something that'll be down the um, line? It, it will come uh, end of Q1, 2023, uh, okay. or early Q2, 2023. Um, but, uh, actually like the, the the mobile is going to be extremely important to to onboard uh people because yeah. obviously what better mean than 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 that uh I so think, yeah, mobile games in general is, is way more international even than pc is because you know most people have you know a phone across the world versus yeah. having the having the pc so if you're able to you know capitalize and get that going that'll be fantastic for everybody yeah and like a place like france where people um travel by train much more often than they do here in the states where there's uh you know much more time to kind of do that here we're always in our car so we don't get to experience some of that downtime we get to play but internationally for sure yeah definitely yeah it is mobile is is super important and and um what we're really looking forward to is is having a game that allows you to you know be in the subway and playing like just for 10 minutes doing your daily tasks fun daily tasks etc exactly like clash of Clans, really like in this sense like casual game uh, that is fun, addictive, that you want, you know, work on, have fun daily, basically. That's really what we're yeah. aiming at. Well, well, they, you they, know about that. You had your clan phase, didn't you? Me? Oh, I played the, the shit out of that. I played the shit out of that for a year. <laughs> yeah. I played the shit out of Clash Clans. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, too, for one thing, uh, in, at least in the Cardano side, and maybe just in general, um, the mobile market is something that's so untapped right now. And there's not really too many value, like uh, valuable products that are out there, just viable products uh, that are quality out there. So if you guys are first to market is a huge thing, too, where it's just like, oh, OK, this game actually works and it's fun to play. That's going to be a big mover for just any space uh, for NFTs. Yeah, and, and also like on the technical aspects, I think it was within the, the last few months that I, I remember um, so Pierre-André saying, coming up to me and say, you know, we um, there is no issue on doing a, uh, a mobile version. I mean, with the wallets, et cetera, like uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's doable now, et cetera. And so, and I remember back a year ago, he, he wasn't saying that. He was saying that it, it would have been way too complicated to to do it now. So, so also it's, you know, Good it's timing. exactly the, the Cardano vibe is exactly that. Like it's just with time, but slowly but surely, and that's maybe the more most important thing. It's surely, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like we, there, there are the tools that I that are here to 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 help we're, us. Yeah, build on it. To be honest, you do say that we're early though. Like you know, all this stuff just be patient. We we're in a lot of projects early on. Now they need the time. It's not going to take. You know, the ones that we like for the reasons that we like is not something you do in two months or four months mm -hmm. or six months. You know, it's mm -hmm. something that takes some time. 
Yeah. Um, so that's what we like but at see. the end of the day, you need to release something at some point also. For sure. It's... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or, you know, just even just the communication and the updates and being open yeah. and honest is just something that is really refreshing to see. You know, there's a couple of projects Absolutely. we stay involved with um, all kind of have that quality. It's something that's needed. But it's, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, it's uh, on, on the gaming industry side, et cetera, depending on the tools that you're using. For instance, we're on Unity, whereas other would be on Unreal Engine, et cetera. Normally you get now, I mean, on our side, we have a vision, you know, of how long a game takes if you have, if you really have the team you say you have. Uh, so sometimes it's weird to see how long it takes for some yeah. guys, like, to be honest. Well, like, it's, I feel like uh, a lot of people getting into this NFT scene too, especially when they say, oh, we're going to make a game. Um, without really understanding what that even means. Um, because obviously we see AAA games that take, you know, have life cycles of sometimes five to 10 years before a game will actually come out. Um, and it goes through many different iterations as the technology improves and they have to adapt along the way. So same thing here, right? We're building this foundation. Cardano has changed so much within the last three years uh, from where it was to currently where we're at today. So, I mean, I can imagine if you're building a game that you want to be quality, that is fun to play, um, you guys have to be able to be able, uh, to adapt and to be able to pivot, but at the same time, stay relevant in this industry because it is very tough. So that's a hard factor and the many things to come against. Uh, so how for you guys, like you said, you've gone through rough patches, but you guys have gotten better at the same time for where you're at now. Um, do you guys feel you're in a good position moving in with this new partnership to continue to build and have a great uh, 2023 for what you guys are looking to do? Uh, yeah, uh, to, to be honest, like right now, basically, we 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 never had so much workforce, uh, you know, deployed on like the, the game as as if it is today. On the finance side, we're also super at ease. I mean, I don't know if it's the right word in English, but like we're super confident, like we on the runway, etc. Uh, 2023 is, is super excited for us because uh, we have no limit to uh, the the features, the, the gameplay we want to implement and everything like it's going to be done, whatever happens. So it's just about to see like, will will the people like it like you know and that's it's also the fun and stressing aspect to it like right now uh i'm less than stressed is what i say also to the associates i'm like guys like we we're doing everything we can like we are going full full cards on the table and and we have everything to to be launched uh we believe that it's a super fun game uh if it is normally i mean people will share the same idea if it's not, I mean, then we will have delivered something that we found super cool, but uh, maybe the, that wasn't market fit. But like, it's super, it's super good for the mind to know. Like, I mean, everything that we are planning to do, we we will basically. Yeah. So that's true. Uh, I did have a quick question going back to like the the player generated experiences with the, mm -hmm. the content creation side. Um, how is I know you guys said like having creators create the content and possibly even monetize that. How did you guys or how do you guys want to? Um, approach that in a sense is it going to be a twitch style like content creation where you see someone playing in meta dams or how, mm. how are you guys going to go about that so uh so that's a for instance that's that's one of the features like metaverse like in the sense that we really like in the this new gen of games um the the, the first way to do that it's a really a, a vision and you know like a, a roadmap in the sense sure. on how we want to go there but now like the real first application that we have is that you can enter a building uh token gated uh and you can share a screen and host a conference host a podcast whatever we are doing right now actually we could do it inside the game in a fun immersive way okay. uh, that's really the first way of doing it so so you have a platform to uh create content for youtubers streamers uh that is really something we we're looking for like on the really 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 short term um because like we i mean the tools are ready in this sense um then the next step is really like assets that you would want to build 
to put onto your beavers and obviously monetize. Uh, that's the next step, how to make compatible assets uh, for uh, give the right, basically um, the right framework for players so that uh, we can we can you know say to them like hey if you have a cool item just place it in in game and then monetize it uh that's the power also of unity is that it's super flexible uh we are working with um different partnerships uh different uh actors etc like uh, yumi had sent us for instance uh yep. their character uh trying to implement it it's actually quite easy uh same with the uh, chill kongs uh we are doing uh like uh, they sent us their uh 3d voxel uh you know a little chill kong we're trying to to see how we can integrate it rather than for you know an npc is that you are are you a character that you can play during an event right so uh what i'm saying by that why i'm saying that is that uh it's easy to implement stuff if you have the right okay. framework and the right you know um uh if you give the right uh sorry format to the people that are building right so that's awesome. that's the second step. It's uh, really like monetizing your assets and whatever you want to build and put inside the game. First step being live streaming, creating content for YouTubers. Um, but the monetizing will really come with the second step, to be honest. Right. But it's something that we really love uh, in other Web3 games. Obviously, that's the game-changing aspect to it uh, also. But um, this is really the, the vision that we have for it. Uh, obviously, it's... Uh getting you know the circle bigger with uh, the content generated by the user well like you said too you could have exclusive people inside your game who play this all the time whether youtubers twitch streamers whoever they are and you can say hey we're streaming exclusively out of uh, uh metadams today and yeah. you could use that to go ahead and bring your platform together it, it's that's a unique aspect um in that sense and yeah and also like another really bad it's the same for it's what other metaverse are doing doing metaverses are doing uh, is really like also uh, like we, we have a concert zone etc we haven't uh, revealed it yet but it's super cool uh, and and like um, there is holograms you know over the city etc so if you can just you know change your hologram and change it for the way you want it to be with your asset etc I mean it's super um, stupid in a sense because it's so simple detailed but it feels so unique when you are part of a game and, and changing the city at your will for the others to see because you have your dedicated space, et cetera. I mean, that, that's that's the vision we have basically on, okay, how do we want the users to be a part and create stuff and change and modelize uh, the city as, as they want as well. And monetizing it obviously is the last step with the, you know, the assets I mentioned. Yeah, I think that's going to be an open, unique opportunity for Web3 content creators in general, just to be able to monetize content inside of actual uh companies essentially and, and games which is gonna be a really cool thing and i think that may pull a lot of the gamers and in, uh into different spaces especially those who stream um so yeah that'd be awesome we host the metadams uh, podcast inside of there one day yeah uh, but, next time that that's where we will host it guys there you go Definitely. uh we're looking forward to the gameplay i know you guys were talking about in january 23 we should see some more stuff um down yeah. the line so we're excited to hear and get that update from you guys um it's good to hear that you guys have gone through some stuff and are coming out on top right now and are excited as ever to go ahead and launch that so thank you thank you then, i just wanted to mention i know you said that um you're on Unity, but you also mentioned Unreal Engine. I know that's kind of the one that's like the big fancy flashy one or whatever. Um, but for Unity, as far as like, especially our team here, the three of us, well, me and TJ partially, um, we see Unity from some of our same like favorite stuff. Like for me and TJ, we both play Escape from Tarkov. That's all built on Unity. Um, mm -hmm. And they've done things that like, 
the guys at Unity didn't even know they could do with their engine, um, where they get them integrated. And then uh, another friend of the show, uh, Cardano Poppy, uh, who we've had, had on a couple of times, did the Future Fest stuff and, you know, did the stuff with Yummy. Um, they're building on Unity same way and they're doing things that, you know, we don't see at all. So it, it's kind of exciting. You're in a, a good group yeah. there. Um, it's it's different tools for a different also mm -hmm. industry within the gaming industry. But really, it's like you want to do a AAA. OK, so you should use uh unreal and really like the 5.1 is it 3.1 or 5.1 that fortnite just implemented that is quite crazy uh looking um whatever like just like different tools for different uh verticals of the industry our game is a casual gaming so what it means is that it's casual you know it's uh um we're not aiming to be a hyper realistic game etc um exactly in the sense like with the games you mentioned it's it's just different industries for different tools uh and on where you want to positioning yourself it depends and um and yeah and what what we love about the casual gaming and the unity is that it's so flexible as i mentioned like you know you, mm -hmm. you get you can change you can pivot you can be like okay you know what we'll implement that and that a lot of workforce is available uh some really talented guys on the team we have amazing guys uh, the designers also i mean when you have a good designers like we we good designers like we have on our team like uh I, I we didn't show it yet like but the, the emotes they're super cool like and they really look like fortnite and we're like okay guys like it's, the the movements are so smooth etc i didn't expect unity to be that good and the the guys the, the leading you know manager from Tamnation, he just told me like you know when you have the the a great team and people with those skills like you can really do magic with the unity so that's great totally one last question for me uh any plans for the not anytime soon, maybe the, the future, if like maybe far future. Uh any plans to walk around as the VVs, like as the VR headset style? Yeah. So that's actually uh, I was quite surprised. Uh it's not that complicated to integrate the VR. Uh, weirdly, I thought that it would be you no know, such a huge step, etc. But uh uh it's definitely in the plans. Uh awesome. and like it's it's but like from what I understood, because uh, it's not something that we're working on like uh, right now as a priority, but like I mentioned it a few times and from the the feedbacks I had, um, imagine like the game is a huge success at the release, et cetera. Like, I mean, within the next year, if uh, if we have the workforce, et cetera, it's, it's quite easy to implement That's actually awesome. uh, VR. I was I quite surprised. I thought that it would be, uh, you know, like- Yeah, that'd be tough, I can imagine, but- No, but, it, but it's not actually- That's I, awesome I, I don't though, know why, to hear that. Uh, I don't know how it's made, et cetera, but it's not that complicated, weirdly. Because I think it definitely would elevate the circle even more. Like you yeah. give that almost that virtual reality feel to it of walking around mm -hmm. in the space, that'd be great. Yeah, start small, then you uh, upgrade. Oh, of course, the way, said, right? yeah, down yeah. the line, down the line. Not, <laughs> yeah, not first saying... it needs to be fun. Of first, course, yeah. fun. exactly. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. When do I get to control an actual beaver with a remote control? <laughs> when are you guys gonna get to that stage? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's gonna be one of the mini games. You'll yeah. do, you'll do that VR inside of a mini game right there. Um, but no, Ben, uh, we appreciate you jumping on with us today. I know, um, taking up a Saturday to, to sit down with you and and really learn about what you guys have done. It's really cool to hear the backstory from Metadams and the team and how you guys kind of persevered going into this next stage it's cool to see you guys back into the spotlight a little bit i've seen you guys posted some stuff nowhere on twitter um and we're excited for next month man i know metaverse has always kind of got that stigma nowadays like you said it was a di way different time this year uh than it was at the of uh, the end of last year because everybody was all hyped for it so it's really cool to see that you guys have something that people are going to be able to do and really uh get a chance to play and have something fun uh potentially on, on cardano yeah yeah thank you very much i appreciate the time taken today thank you guys oh absolutely man we'll definitely have to have you back we're big gamers oh, on this channel over here. Mm -hmm. so as soon as we get to actual, actual gameplay like i said we'll we'll you'll see us on the channel we like to do some live streams. Sure. Mm -hmm. so, 
Um, ben, real quick, though, for everybody um, who has not got a chance to to learn or wants to learn more about you and MetaDams, what's the best way to get in contact with you guys and, and check out the team? Um, so Twitter and Discord really is the, uh, are the okay. best. Uh, on Twitter, we really only make like the the biggest announcements in a say, uh, yeah. I'll say. Uh, on Discord, it's really super informal. We have a great core community, uh, uh, you know, talking every day all the time. And like we we are super active. So, you know, just hit us up. Even on Twitter, like uh, I'm checking all the time the DMs and whatever. And so yeah. Discord and Twitter, just, yeah. Don't, and don't hesitate to ask whatever questions. Uh, I mean, we just love MetaDams on Twitter? Uh, yeah, it's MetaDams Game on Twitter. Perfect. And uh, I think like, it probably yeah, on Discord is, through the Twitter. Right? Yeah, and through the Twitter, you have the link to the Discord. If you guys are confused about that, you guys can click that link down in the description. It'll be there for you guys uh, on the video. So <laughs> easy enough. But I uh, know, Ben, appreciate it today. Looking forward to better dams and um, having you guys back onto the channel here uh, once everything gets up and running. So Absolutely. again, guys, this has been a Freedom 35er sit down. We will catch you guys on the next one.